0: Welcome to Fridays on the Fly. I'm Ward. We are creative people, creative projects. Sometimes we talk about that among other things. Be forewarned. Sometimes content or language may be inappropriate for children. Goal. Ah, oh, no, man. Don't you love the football and their passion for the sports? Uh, I think the Super Bowl's coming up soon. Uh, I don't know. You know, I I have watched it. I have actually watched the football side of it. I've watched it for commercials. I've not watched it all like in the last few years. I just really. It almost doesn't matter. I used to watch the commercials, but now some of those commercials, I believe I'm right. They just put them online ahead of time or right after to where you're, I don't know. I mean, it's certainly nice as a social event. Uh, I don't have many people that, I don't know, I man, I'm just not in that phase of life or have friends that are like really into it. Not been doing much. Did paint a trash can. So I redid my bathroom a number of years ago and I picked finish. For the fixtures as oil red bronze is a nice rich deep brownish reddish color then we got a little trash can and let me put emphasis on little that's just i don't know you know on the site it looks like a good size it's tiny that's been a problem i don't know since day two probably it's just it's small it's too small i don't know what size it is like maybe a gallon maybe half gallon or something it's tiny and so i wanted for a while i wanted a larger trash can and there are a there are not many options if you want an oil red bronze finish too all the options are twice as expensive as any other finish, which is. I mean, I've I just haven't gotten a trash can. Finally, I broke down. and said, like, like, look, we gotta, I gotta get this trash can. Like, this little one is always full. You know, you put two things in it, it's full. So I found a white trash can, and I decided I was gonna paint because it's it only twenty bucks. You know, or runs forty five. Now you can figure with after buying a can spray paint, which is ten bucks. I mean, prices going up on those things. Dang, man! Back in my day, it used to be seven dollars. That was just a couple months ago. With time and trouble, you know the preparation. I had to disassemble it, had to prep it, sand it, clean it, all that good stuff. You know, did I really save that much? Uh, you know, depends on how I want to argue. It. You know, I can argue, ah, you know, it's my time. I can do whatever the heck I want with it. And you can't control me, and so it cost me thirty dollars, save fifteen bucks. I can say if I'm trying to sell this trash can, my time is incredibly valuable. I will sell you this trash can for a hundred dollars. Depends on how you want to do it, uh, but I am happy with it. I like. I'm I'm really big on the prep part. I mean, spray paint prep is key you've got to clean that thing first and foremost sand it down 400 grit clean it again then paint it never touch with your bare hands once that first cleaning happens and you're gonna get a great finish and i got a great finish on the thing it looks really good and it's i think it's three gallons it's great it is wonderful and i'm very pleased with that so, i mean that's that's the extent of the product i'm doing yeah the blazer and all the stuff i need to do on that I haven't done it just yeah i know and i got so many projects that hinge on that and yet here i am not doing it do you want to rant one second about prepositions? Ending in a sentence with a preposition, man, that is a bit of a pet peeve of mine. And I'll just give you an example. What are you here for? That is ending on a preposition. And the proper way is, for what are you here? And people say, oh, that doesn't sound right. Like, what it sounds like has nothing to do with it. You know, just because everybody makes a mistake doesn't make you right. But in this case, people are trying to argue, like, oh, everybody makes the same mistake. It must be right. No. And I know language and speech changes colloquially, but here, here's, I'll tell you the reason, you know, uh, an argument that's not just grammatical. What are you here for? All the emphasis on that sentence is on the for, but for is a nothing burger in the sentence. Like for, for, I don't, you know, it's just, there's nothing to it. Like that, it's not descriptive. But if I say, for what are you here? Uh, you know, all the emphasis on the, for what are you here? You know, why are you here? Or on the what? For what are you here? It puts emphasis on the what. You know, we say, for what are you here? we get getting semantics, but basically we're going to say, for what are you here? And it puts all the emphasis on the what. And so the next sentence is going to follow that, that what. Oh, I'm here to get cheeseburger. We, what, what are you here for? I mean, you know, it's still like cheeseburger, like it's puts us it on the for and I don't like it. And, you know, you got to be clear, concise, and on top of it. So, 300 zx I've been wanting 300 zx now for, my gosh, we're probably up to three years now. And I will look off and on. I'll get frustrated. I can't find anything. I'll quit looking and then I'll get back to it. And I just, I wanted, I mean, I like think I wanted something super specific. I want a 1994 or newer Z32 second gen Thinner ZX. I want it two plus two. That's four seats. I'd like it to be automatic. And if you know anything about Thinner ZXs, the two plus two does not come in turbo unless you have one imported from overseas and, and it's right hand drive. And I don't I don't want all that. I just want a normal old Thuren ZX. I do not want in the tan interior. I just I don't like it. I want a gray interior. And over the past three years, I've only found one car that checked all my boxes, and that was one that was on an insurance auction site. It had been wrecked, not very bad. Like it, I think the only damage was a fender, a passenger fender. And that checked all the boxes. It was a uh, the forest green color had the gray interior, 2 plus 2 auto. It was, I mean, just from the picture you tell, it was immaculate. And to be a car that's going to have a salvage title, that auction went quite high. I wasn't too disappointed about it because I would have had to driven to Georgia, and that's a long ways. But man, I just have not found anything else. I really kind of like a white one. You know, they make a pearl. They make a white. Really? I don't mind that color. They make a uh, an Aztec red, which is kind of like a cherry red. But for and 6, the cherry red is actually a bright red. I wouldn't mind that. Like, I will I like the green. I like the blue. I mean, the color does not matter. I prefer not to have black, but I'm not against it. I just prefer not to. Uh, it's my least favorite color, but I wouldn't be against it. But I am against against the tan interior. And so at this point, I've been looking off and on for three years. My radius has gotten quite large. I mean, I'm looking kind of all over the country. I don't really want travel all over the country, but I want a 306. I've wanted a Z32 for many, many years. And I'm just rethinking it. like Because they made fewer three hundreds each year. You know, they made most in ninety and it just went down to where ninety six they made like hardly any. Ninety five didn't make very many. And I like the ninety four. It's newer. Like this is gonna sound strange, but just it's a little bit more prestige on the year. Like the ninety is like kinda like, oh I got ninety, you know, like I want to get something a little more exclusive. I want exclusive there in CX. And then too I like the ninety four and up because they moved the seat belt from the door pillow from the door to onto the B pillar of the car. And I, I just I don't know, man. I just Feel like I like it better in the car, not on the door. Like you open the door, you see what's still on. Like it's like pulling across. I don't like that. That's 194. And so I'm getting to rethink. Like, do I? I'm okay with the manual. Yeah, I guess I could be or would be. Uh, it's been a while since I've had a manual, a number of years. But I do know how to drive a manual. Uh, I mean, the tan interior. I thought about, would well, I just? Do I just go with the tan interior and swap it out? Well, uh, I can't find any gray interiors to buy. How am I gonna find a gray interior to swap out? I don't know. I just I want one. And you know, their prices have gone up a tick since I started looking. I mean, there's one right off the bat when I first started looking. There was It was pearl, tan interior. No, no, no. It was green tan interior. And I kind of, I was talking to the guy about it and I didn't love the tan interior, but I thought, oh, you know, maybe I'll go with it. And I just started looking, so I was like, oh, I'll let it pass. And man, like, I kind of feel like I should have gone for it because I think he's asking like 7K, which now he'd probably be asking like 9 or 10K. I just want what I want. And I don't know why I'm having trouble finding it. I mean, it's, I don't, and I even, I even looked it up. I was like, all right, this gray interior, am I just, do they just not make very many? No, they made more gray interior than tanning interior. I don't know why everything I'm looking for is a tanning interior, but like I looked up the production numbers just to make sure I wasn't looking for something ridiculous. I would love like a 96 because that was their final year. I mean, some of them are like, I think had a little commemorative plaque. I I would prefer one that's in decent shape that doesn't look completely ragged out. And I don't know, man. It just, uh, I know I'm looking a number of years too late, but it's where we are. And I, I don't know. I want, I want one. I still want one, and I'm hoping that maybe one day you know, it'll happen. A random thought I had a while ago is that no one can ever be thankful enough for a handmade gift because I've made plenty of handmade gifts. You put so much time into them, you know, and a lot of times people are just happy if you're not happy or it's like something you bought off Amazon that, you know, was made off some production line. Like they just they just don't know the care and, you know, if you're not, like what, I do a fair amount of woodwork. I made a number of Chris Lawrence, you know, on a lathe. If people aren't familiar with that, they just don't know what it takes. Uh, Not complaining, I'm just saying like that's just a fact of life. Neither good nor bad. Well, that said, speaking of good nor bad, let's do some advice. Because, hey, I'm ready to do some advice. Lottery problems. Which lottery, that often does not go well. Here we are. Me and my two siblings were never close, no issues really, we were just totally different people. I won some money in the lottery, not a huge amount, but it was a nice win. In a way, to build a closer connection to my brothers, I gave each of them some money. My younger brother and his wife got money, and then my older brother, his wife and his two boys got money. I gave them both the same amount, however, with my older brother, I gave my nephews some money that I hope they use for education. Still, the money I gave my older brother plus his kids is equal to the money I gave my younger brother, who has no children. My older brother's wife was appalled that I gave my younger brother more money. She went on to call me selfish selfish and greedy. She brings up at family events and mentions it. My mom has said I should give them more to make the peace. I don't have any more money. I put it into my debts. It wasn't a huge amount, just a small amount. My attempt at being generous has backfired. Man, win the lottery, it is, you win, you do not tell anybody. Because everybody comes out of the woodwork and wants money. They get greedy. I mean, you give the, you give family members. like These aren't just strangers. These are family members. You give them money, and they complain they didn't get enough. It was not their money. It's your money. Do it however you want. You know, if you told brother like, hey, your wife, I don't like her. That's why I gave you less. You know what? At least they got something. Uh, they should be gracious. They are not. You didn't have a close relationship. You can't buy a relationship. You can't buy closeness. And this is certainly a nice gesture. And I don't, I don't know. You know, if you're giving money just to the kids for education— the older brother's kids, and then give nothing to the younger brother. I, you know, with the younger brother complain? I don't know. You know, I don't know your family. Sounds like maybe you don't know your family either. What should you have done? Not tell anybody. I mean, I don't know. It's a nice gesture. Maybe just the kids. But the thing, the fact that you were trying to like buy the relationship, uh, I don't think that was ever going to work. And the thing to say, if they keep bringing this up, you just got to bite back on that. Like, look. I gave you money. I was no no obligation to give you money. I did it to be nice, accept it as nice, or shut up and never talk to me again. I don't need to be here. I don't need you in my life. I mean that's the way it goes. Man, if I won the lottery, I wouldn't tell anybody. I wouldn't give yeah, nah. That's mine. All mine. I want to give a little background on what happened. Ooh, background, is always something in it. My husband and I have been together for two years and before we started dating, he dated a girl for seven years. Wow, so you've been together two years. I guess that includes dating and marriage. All right. Within that time, he had formally... Within that time, he had become really close with her friends. Well, yeah, seven years. That's a while. That's going to happen. When we started dating, he was still very close to a group of friends, which is just fine for me. I did very well in befriending them, and I've become very close to a lot of them. It was always inevitable that she and I would be in the same place together, and I had no issues with it. Yeah, that friend group... I mean, this is me interjecting here. That friend group dynamic is interesting because... I would think she's still in the picture, she's still in the picture, and, you know, they break up. Like, sometimes those things get messy, and the friends split among the people that split. And yet, it seems everybody here was together. That's interesting. I don't know. Back to the question at hand. The other night, we had plans to go to one of his friend's birthday parties, and we knew she would be there. All day, my husband said that if I felt uncomfortable, we would leave immediately. No questions asked. He said that it's me and him and that's all that matters. I really appreciate his approach because I truly don't do well in awkward situations as it is. Well, we were there for two and a half hours. She's been there as well and it was getting progressively more awkward because of all the people gravitating towards her. And it's just my husband and me standing near each other. After a while, I told him I felt uncomfortable and I was ready to go home. At which point he said that I sandbagged this and that I should just get it over with, and say hi to her, that he thought that I would be the bigger person, that he thought I would be storming the situation, that if we left it, it would look like she won, and then got visibly angry with me because I wanted to leave. Eventually, he storms out, and we walk to the car. I'm crying and trying to defend myself, saying that that made me feel safe by giving me an out, and now I felt uncomfortable. He yelled loudly, car door slammed, went back to the party without me, and I drove home. He has not apologized. What upsets me the most is that he's told me that the opinions of those friends matter a lot to him, and it's important for him, to, for them, to see us in a good light. He chose their opinions over how I felt in the moment. Keep in mind, nothing to prove. because his ex was there. He wanted me to say hi to her. I'm kind of skipping some. This, this is long. Uh, he said, "Make make it less hard she, she said, "If I said hi to her, uh, blah blah blah." He's gotten more angry about it. Angry, angry. She's been, I've been defending myself because my husband just made me feel so terrible and inferior to this group of people. I am resentful towards my husband. All right. That is a, that's a lot going on there. I mean, you know, he's telling me all the right things. If you're uncomfortable, we'll leave. Obviously he was just, uh, he was gaslighting, you know, he actually had no intention. What I don't understand is that if you and the ex-girlfriend, I assume it's girlfriend, uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing again. If you've been in the same place at the same time, like, how have you not had a high before? And if you are close to some of these people, I don't know. I just feel like maybe there's a different dynamic at play here. Uh, I mean, what do you do in this situation? I mean, first, this friend group sharing thing—that's a little, it's a little tough. I kind of wonder about your friend group. Uh, you know, I assume there is one there, but may not have mentioned. May not have been relevant in this case. I don't know. I mean, your husband did you wrong. You know, he said, "Hey, if you don't like it." will bounce. Well, he never had any intention. And the thing that kind of caught my ear here was that you know, he mentioned you multiple times. If you, if you feel uncomfortable, we'll leave. Like, he told you that multiple times. Like, it doesn't need multiple times. You know, like, it seems like he was kind of playing something from the get-go. And I don't know why. I mean, obviously, he was embarrassed that you wanted to leave. He wanted to stick around. But both of you were off to the side, not really interacting. So I don't know how it would be fun like she you know if you leave she's Oh well, she's already one because everybody's around her and not you and that may be a you and your husband problem and not a her problem Ugh. i don't know i mean it sounds like you know you've tried to talk to your husband that's not gonna work i don't i mean i don't know just tell him straight like hey you said it was me and you apparently it's you and your friends or you and your ex like what's going on here this is a tough situation to navigate i mean really the fact is he doesn't really care about you as much as he says or as much as you think how do you open his eyes to this i don't know I mean, the whole thing is just, you know, exes are awkward. You go into this party, it's going to be an awkward situation. And I don't know. I mean, and maybe it is. Maybe if you're going to be in this situation where the ex is going to be there and you're going to be in the same vicinity, maybe you do just have to say hi to her. You said you were in the same vicinity before. What happened then? Like this, I mean, it almost seems like this was the first time in the same room. And that's what I I don't know. Part of me is saying, thinking just, hey, you just got to get over it. You just got to say hi to her. But it's a weird situation, and, like, the way your husband reacts to it makes it all the more strange. I don't know, man. That's, just, that's a that's a tough one. Uh, yeah, I think, be clear, you know, you're not, I mean, I, you always can't say you're not going to go to any more events with that friend group if she shows up, because I don't understand how this friend group didn't split. Most time, friend groups split over things like that. I don't know. I, that's just not a good one I'm going to answer. All right, this is going to be the last one. We're going to wrap this up. I ended things with my partner recently. We've been together for a little over a year. I kept noticing toxic behavior over and over again. And those were a lack of trust, trying to catch me in lies that didn't exist, keeping a close eye on my location constantly, asking where I was, who I was with every time we were apart, making unsolicited and sometimes hurtful comments about my appearance. I bring these things up occasionally, but the sense he he didn't trust me was always there. I love this person. The decision to end things was challenging because we do have a strong bond. I have to question that. In the time we took apart, which was only two days, we both realized we didn't want to give up on things. We reconciled, and I promised to work on my own part of the dynamic. Fear of being hurt, better communication—it's crap. But probably, I doubt you have to work on anything. I mean, let's be honest. But I think this is a boyfriend problem. And yeah. Then, anyway, let's. Oh my God! Wait to interject at the end. I came to find these two days that he had bashed me on Reddit and in relation to our sex life—a whole lot of things that I found disparaging and shocking that he posted publicly on the internet. I get he needs an outlet, but I was really hurt, and I feel violated, and it's uncalled for. Uh, the conversations around our breakup were measured, amicable, and mutually understood. And this posting on Reddit is incongruous. I feel like I've been tricked back in a relationship. I'm confused. Like, all right, man, holy cow. So the thing is, this dude does not want a relationship. He wants an object. And all these things about how, you know, he's you know always questioning when you, you go out. You know, he's trying to catch you in lies that don't exist. He's trying to control you. It's all about control. Uh, you know, I would guess there's a certain amount of insecurity he has. You know, that if he go, you go out, he's questioning you. You know, he's making comments about your appearance or disparaging. Again, he's trying to control you. He doesn't want a girlfriend or he doesn't want a relationship. He wants an object to call his girlfriend. And that is you. And this strong bond is probably nothing. There's no bond. And, you know, if he posts that stuff on the Internet, what does he really think about you? Like, that's what he... Was willing to say to people he doesn't even know. What is he thinking in his mind? What is he saying to his friends, assuming he has any? I mean, it's just he gotta get out of that thing. Uh, you know, like oh, you need to work on your communication. That's just such a generic line. You know, he's making comments about your parents. I doubt any of that's going to stop. I don't think any of this stuff is going to stop. He probably said what he thought you wanted to hear to get to get back with you uh, to resume that relationship. And I'm curious why you were so eager to get back in uh, unless it's just you just didn't want to be single. Uh, you know, and I'm sure that some of those comments have probably hurt your self-esteem, hurt your confidence, because you know that's somebody you love. And if somebody you love is telling you this, you're like, well, maybe it's true. But it's not. You got to get out of that. And the dude's no good. I mean, it's literally that simple. There's no more to say. Get out of there. like, And fast. You know, you wanted to break up because the dude's a jerk? Well... Two days, he did not unbecome a jerk. I mean, two days later, he's still a jerk. Like, what? I don't know what you think happened. Like, it's not this strong bond that you want to get back together. You just have this sense of loss. You know, it's just, he wants an object. You maybe want a duvet, some kind of comforter, just to be there. And he fulfills that. But barely. I mean, I think you pretty sure you can find better. I be want to bet money on it. Not only bet money on short things. Well, I enjoy these advice questions. And I'm pretty good at it. I'm going to talk to you next week, and you can count on that. This has been another rousing episode of Fridays on the Fly. (laughs) Thanks for listening. I'm Ward. Go to our website, fridaysonthefly.com. From there, you can find everything. Episodes, iTunes links, Stitcher, whatever you need from Fridays on the Fly, you can find it there. So go there, check us out.